Hey family, it's D. Orlando Fortune, and this is your Daily Fortune. All right, so today we're going to talk about the science of communication. And, you know, this is, this is the side of communication that's not so fun, but we're going to try to, I'm trying to give you some personality into all this dry stuff. But if you understand these 13 steps of uh, the science of communication, and you can actually use this scale that we're going to talk about at, towards the end, of the, the end of today's talk. You can use that scale to actually make your message more receivable by more people. So let's go and start right into the information and so we can run right through it. And why? And this is why people don't understand what you're saying, okay? So the necessities are this. Sender, receiver, and a message. These are the only three pieces of effective communication. There are some details to be filled in, but those are the bare essentials. Most people believe incorrectly that satisfying these three areas are all that's needed. If you only focus on this one side of communication, the science side, you'll at least be able to get your point across. The dogmatic nature of what I'm going to teach you is very boring, but effective. Think about computer programs. Unless you're that type of person, then this is just as dry. People will all understand that you, most of you, what you say, and I understand you better if we use all the steps in this article, but it won't guarantee influence. You'll probably already need a level of respect established for that. It's a necessary part of effective communication, though. So be prepared to be amazed by the simplicity of it all. <laughs> Before going into the deeper aspects of communication, let's define all three terms uh, for the sake of the novice listener. The sender is the person with the message to share. The receiver is the person for whom the message is meant. And the message is the idea that the sender wants to convey. Okay, got that? Cool. So here are the steps for complete communication. One, the sender has an idea that she wants to share. Two, she forms a message. Three, she chooses a medium. Now that's how she's going to convey the message. Four, she encodes the message by choosing the, the symbols to use. Five, she transmits the message. Six, the receiver decodes the message by converting those symbols used. Seven, she understands the message. Eight, she forms a message. Nine, she chooses a medium. Ten, she encodes her message. Eleven, she responds with her message. The original, twelve is original sender decodes the response. And thirteen, she also understands the response. Now, this all happens very quickly in a normal conversation. For instance, a, the sender says, do you want to go to the mall? The receiver responds, yes. All 13 steps just happen in those two phrases. Okay? The first half of the steps is called the message or transmission. The second half is called the response or feedback. If both halves are not present, scientifically speaking, communication has not occurred. Now, most people understand the process when it's broken down to them, but that doesn't mean that they use all 13 steps during the conversation. Matter of fact, steps 7 and 13 are difficult steps. The message must be understood. There are a number of factors that can cause misunderstandings. Most of them can be classified under noise. Now, noise usually occurs during steps 3 through 5 and 9 through 12, but noise can occur at any point throughout this, uh, the 13 steps of communication. Now, it de it's, it's defined as this, and I'm going to give you a definition from uh, an article I found called What is Noise in Communication? It's one of the best uh, definitions that I was found, and it's by Margot Butler and Cynthia Lockley. 
in response to a question to them about what is communication. So they define as this. Noise is anything that distorts the message intended by the source, anything that interferes with the receivers receiving the message as the source intended the message to be received. There are three types of noise. Physical noise, psychological noise, and semantic noise. The first type of noise interferes with the physical transmission of the signal or message. Psychological noise includes biases and prejudices at both the sender and receiver that lead to distortions in receiving and processing information. In semantic noise, the interference is due to the receiver failing to grasp the meanings intended by the sender. This includes jargon, technical, or complex terms as being examples of semantic noise. Okay, so the process of communication may be disrupted in several ways. The sender's senses may inaccurately perceive the object or event by, by permanent or temporary damage to the sensory organs. So, problem with the eyes, ears, what it may be. Okay? By psychological or emotional damage to the decoding mechanism. person may be in a feeling some type of way at the point. Or extremely happy, extremely sad, or something like that, or feeling some type of way to, uh, about the person in the conversation. Okay? So, or by the forces that interfere with the sender's perception and interpretation of the message. They may be under influence or things of that nature. Finally, the sender may inaccurately transmit information regarding the message. You just didn't say what you meant. Okay? So these are the definitions with some of my feedback in there. So all this translates into one thing. Be mindful of the message that you send and the feedback that you receive in response to your message. Okay? And if you don't, then the words olive oil mouths across the room but not verbalized in response to the comment, I'm going to the store, do you need anything? It only receives a smile, a nod, and an air kiss as your husband bounds out the door. He thinks you said, I love you. He obviously didn't get your message. So don't expect to be sauteing any vegetables tonight in the aromatic sense of the oil you'd like to use. Your task for today, think about what you want to say before you say it. You just might be the reason that you're not getting the responses that you want. Are you using the best medium, that's text, email, letter, phone call, face-to-face -face message, for, for your message? Are you using the best symbols, whether visual or auditory, for your message? Is your message clear and concise? One last note. Most people only read at a seventh grade level. It's not that they aren't intelligent. It's that they stopped reading after a certain point. And therefore, the vocabulary hasn't grown much more since then. If you want your message more easily understood, then score in the 7th grade level on the Flesch-Kincaid test for readability. Downgrade your words if you need to, but either way, take the time to ensure all of the steps are followed and as much noise as possible is eliminated throughout your communication. Now tomorrow, we dive into the art side. It'll be fun and full of examples. Until then.